to the State of Flow podcast with Lena Kermer, a place where we discuss everything holistic thriving instead of surviving and living life in your state of flow as your highest, happiest, healthiest and most successful version of yourself in all areas of life. Hello, beautiful light beams, and welcome to another episode of the State of Flow podcast with me, Lena Kermode. And this is podcast number, episode number <laughs> 35, which is going to be a little jam on healthcare versus sick care. Now, I don't know how many of you think of that ever healthcare versus sick care and I think that probably is the problem in the west um that just too many of us do not yet actually think of that and actually realize that what we are told to be a healthcare system with all respect actually is not a healthcare system but a sick care system um, some of you may know already, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that in my, what I like to call first life. Growing up in Europe, I always wanted to be a medical doctor after wanting to be a vet for a long time to help the animals, which still absolutely have my heart. I realized that the problem, you know, the problem, the source of the problem of not treating animals fairly arises with us, with us humans. And so that really brought my focus to inner work and humanity and helping humanity and I want to become a medical human doctor and from there then literally last second and that's a different story decided to go for a gap life to Australia and actually went down the other way and what a like to call a hippie doctor sarcastically because my whole family is super academic and they're all architects and lawyers and doctors and surgeons and dentists and this and that all also very traditional and I went down the hippie way um, with Ayurveda and yoga therapy and natural holistic healing and empowerment modalities I have now also realized that actually what I'm doing even though you might not call it a medical doctor but that is what actual healthcare is really about. And I'm not talking about just my work and just my modalities, but about all this in general. Um, how, you know, our conventional medical system and Western medicine does absolutely have its point and its place but it is aftercare it is you know we have surgeries and knee replacements and drugs and artificial support when it's too late you may have heard me talk in a previous episode about the six stages of disease according to ayurveda um, I'm also going right into them in my free Elevate Your State webinar, which you can attend via my website, elevatemindbodythrive.com right at the top, or I'll also link it in the show notes of this episode. And we're going into um, a simple yet profound five-step method that allows you to really find your flow and find abundance and ease and feel good and contentment and joy in your own body and in all areas of your life through this simple five-step elevate method and we're also talking about the foundations of ayurveda and the six stages of disease and the importance of catching our disease out early and way before it manifests into what will then actually be labeled as a disease in the west because when we start to 
you know, the moment we are able to diagnose a disease, um, a formal disease that has a formal label and name, it is actually already in stage four to five of disease. Whereas, you know, which then means you're already sick. So it's sick care when you start prevent, uh, sorry, when you start treating from there, as opposed to catching those things out in stage one of disease. And you can learn more of that in the resources I just mentioned, which are the simple things like feeling cold when you shouldn't feel cold or feeling um, being constantly gassy or constipated or bloated or having a certain pain in your body or getting a muddled mind or those simple things that we just kind of wash off, wipe off as, oh, that's normal, that is just what, what it is. But no, that according to Ayurveda and ancient systems of natural medicine is the first stage of disease. And that's where it's very easily reversible and treatable and rebalanceable. And so if we put that into perspective, that is prevention, right? Whereas the medical treatment we receive once we're diagnosed with heart disease, liver cirrhosis, IBS, um, depression, whatever it is, it is sick care. And so, you know, I don't want to put a downer on Western medicine or anything like that with this me- with this episode. Like I said, I want to be a doctor myself until I realize it is a sick care system. And it, and it is the truth. It does have a it does have a place, so I'm not having a big bitch here. But what my whole point is of this episode is to raise awareness within all of us that health does not just happen. Health is something that needs to be maintained through preventative care. Health is something we got to put an effort in for over and over and over again as we go through life as things and circumstances change and therefore they change our psychology and physiology and influence them and can potentially create imbalance if we turn a blind eye to it so health is something yeah we got to be switched on to and got to put effort into and this is why I think that this misconception in the West of that things like seeing an Ayurvedic doctor or getting a massage or, you know, getting acupuncture, something like that, that that's actually very commonly still seen as luxury. That's completely misplaced. And sorry, let me tell, (laughs) let me clarify. I'm not pointing fingers at anyone here because it is a foundational systematic issue, right? Because you have your government agencies in Australia, it would be Medicare, for example, whatever they're called overseas, and they will only, and um, health insurances, and they will only cover certain treatments, which are usually linked to the pharma and pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry, and not much else. You'll be lucky if you get a chiropractor appointment um, covered partially under your private health insurance you pay a damn lot of money for. And so that's where the whole system really is fraudulent, which also has to do with why is our political government, whose interest is politics and profit and power, and, you know, there's good in that maybe too, but why are people that have that focus and that apparent expertise governing our health system, our medical system? Why are you know, shareholders making decisions in pharmaceutical industries and medical industries. How does that work? Because money rules, unfortunately, which is another sign that 
what we call health system, what we are being spoon fed as a health system is not. It's a sick care system. The whole intention behind it is sick as it is, if it's ruled by money, which it is, you know, which we see in a lot of different regimes going on right now that we're best careful to not talk about too much because a lot of censoring is going on at this time and age. But yes, so what I'm appealing is our perception of what is luxury and what is necessity. And, you know, I'm not telling you don't go and see a doctor at all. But personally, I haven't seen a doctor other than for a recent medical procedure where I had to. Otherwise, I haven't seen a doctor in years. Not because I just get sick and, you know, go and deal with it and not see the right people and not seek professional support, but because I know that. But because I know my doctor does not actually know anything about nutrition. It's a fact. It's not a bitch. It's a fact. There are little to no mandatory or compulsory hours in nutritional education in a medical degree. They are not part of a medical degree. The highest amount of hours I've heard so far, I think that's in Australia, is 30 hours in nutrition. It's next to nothing. If you think of that, you know, when I was looking at studying medical um, science, becoming a doctor, would have taken me 10 to 12 years to actually become specialized, right? Six years to just become a GP and then 12 years to become specialized. And, you know, more than that, I'm a novice and how the degrees work, but that's a long time. So 30 hours over 10 to 12 years, even six to eight years is nothing at all, especially given how many different nutritional theories are out there and how science can be very opposing in nutrition and how it's changing and evolving literally year by year. It's simply not part of um, a doctor's medical degree and what's required for them to know and learn there. So, you know, I simply don't go to doctors anymore for simple things like having a cough and having a cold and all those things that, mind you, I can't even really remember when I had the last when was the last time I had a real bad cold like I do get colds that might be once a year if ever and it lasts for a few days and and then it's done and dusted and that really just has to do that with the more if hang on the more you live within your flow and in sync with your natural circadian rhythms in sync with your body's innate wisdom and your body's needs the less problems you're going to encounter the less you know the stronger naturally and constantly your immunity is your um, circulatory system as your digestion is and your digestive fire and therefore you have less toxins in your system and therefore you have a lower infection rate and therefore you have more ojas and and vitality and prana life force and so forth so that all comes into play and not through some pingers some you know chemical tablets that a doctor is prescribing you when you have a cold that's actually further weakening your immune system and increasing toxins in your body yes it gives you a quick relief but it's not going to save you from not getting the cold again rather the more we you know rely on chemicals in our food as well as medicines and drugs the more we really not only deprive but totally weaken and disable literally our body and our body becomes dependent on substances, on any substances to 
make do and to help us make it through and survive. But the more we move away from that and really tune into, okay, I'm sick right now. How come I'm sick? Like, what are my symptoms? Okay, I got a bit of a bit of a ca- um, head cold, rough throat. Why is that? Well, firstly, it's autumn and I'm still dressing like it's the middle of summer. Secondly, I haven't stopped working in eight weeks. I've also been eating a lot of gluten and drinking coffee the last few days. So I guess there we go. You know how I mean? So you just tune into what's going on for you right now. What's your um, reality right now? How's your body feeling? And what does that relate to? What was the sequence of events that has promoted that current state? And what can you learn from it? How can you make it better, do better for yourself in the future? So that's the difference of really living in sync with your innate wisdom and with your body's needs and therefore avoiding any unnecessary imbalances versus relying on a apparent healthcare system that actually aka is a sick care system that actually strives to make us dependent on this system with all its little assets um, which really yeah creates dependency and depletion in the body so yes it is a systemic problem which makes it hard for many people to access what's called alternative healthcare <laughs> or you know preventative health support Totally, because government services financially don't support it. There's not very much initiative given to promote natural health because it does not feed the pocket. But let me tell, let me tell you, it is the future. And I'm 100% convinced, and it might take a while, and it will be a very, very slow ascension, that functional medicine is the future. Functional, holistic, integrative medicine is the future. I 100% believe there's not a single modality that works for everyone and there's also not a single modality that fully cures and heals someone by itself and alone. Not a thing. It's always the combination of things that leads you back to well-being. It's you know, the holistic coherence and the synergy of it all, just like our the different aspects of ourselves are related, like physical, mental, emotional, as are all our surroundings, our well-being depends on. So yes, while the system makes it hard in many ways to access alternative health services as freely as you get to access your doctors and so forth, Preventative self-care also does not mean to have to spend hundreds of dollars on yourself every month or go and get all those massages and all those um, complementary treatments and so forth. You know, preventative self-care can be something like a self-development course. It can be something like getting the monthly massage or you might do, and that doesn't even have to be a paid massage okay it can be also doesn't have to be paid self-development course it can be getting together for deep and spiritual conversations with friends or your girlfriends regularly every month every few weeks to really connect back in with yourselves it could be having romantic date nights with your partner massaging each other at night it could also just be a generous massage swap with a friend where you swap treatments whether you're actually you know you don't need to be qualified to do that and it's the key for a massage that promotes relax and relaxation is really just caring touch not much to it in that sense you know when it comes to promoting our well-being 
Um, well-being really does not have to be expensive. Prevention does not have to be expensive, and it for sure is not a luxury. It is not a luxury because your health is your birthright. Thriving is your birthright, and you know anything other than health is not that and does not allow you to do that so rather your health is your necessity because without your health you don't really have much and so it is worth investing in that in any way if money is not an issue invest time in it it is worth it um paradoxically the more time you invest in yourself and your own well-being the more time it actually buys you in the end because it will promote your longevity so also a great way to think about that that preventative healthcare starts so much more simple than with appointments it really starts with your daily life and with how we live it starts with making the right choices in your food and for <laughs> to bring an extreme example not live off mcdonald's and then risk the surgery and the drugs and the diabetes and the hypothyroid and stuff down the track but make the right food choices right away that nourish you and allow you to still have energy and be running around with, with radians when you're 60 70 you know think ahead when it comes to health think ahead when you feed your kids sweets at resorts for every hang on as rewards for everything they've done well because <laughs> that quickly turns into a habit you know it's about all those little things how we live like preventative healthcare is to have a meditation practice have a spirituality practice pour yourself a bath or read a book or do whatever allows you to come back home to yourself to wind down to balance all the yang all the activity in life with yin to balance any birthday feasts with nourishing wholesome food on the other side of it to balance every coffee that gets you through when you're stressed and have lots on your plate with a lot of rest when you do actually have the means to implement that you know it's really preventative healthcare is not a massive undertaking in that sense it is a way of life and it really is not a luxury if you have any goals and any expectations from your life and any major wants in your life and any feelings your desire to feel while you're living your life and really thrive then health care and self-care is the foundation for it it's essential it's a necessity for you to ascend into anything that's higher and more than feeling average right so that's basically the intention of this episode to just really draw the line between okay what are we and what are we told that healthcare is and what actually is it and isn't it and what is sick care and then look at what do you invest your energy in your time your money is a preventative actual functional healthcare and really going for your well-being or is it the story of sick care that you're being sold from the system that's actually also selling you the junk food and the chemicals in your body care products and in the cosmetics and so forth first? So they're selling you the problem first in a nice plastic disguise and 
create it and take money for it. And then they sell you the solution with side effects. So they have another solution they can sell you for the side effects, but nothing is actually going to really fix you unless you prevent the whole thing with not buying the cancer and plastic disguise, but actually going for all those really beautiful, wholesome, Mm, yummy nourishing options of everything we have in life that just promotes over a well-being thriving finding your flow state and living a long 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 happy healthy life really being able to live your purpose and do what you're here to do for so i hope that has reminded you of what really is necessary in your life And what actually is the luxury and how we sometimes can create double standards or misarrange our priorities. Sometimes based on just taken for granted or outdated beliefs. So I hope that has just inspired you to maybe check in again with your own necessities and luxuries. I would love to hear your thoughts on healthcare versus sick care in the State of Flow community podcast group on Facebook. Come and join us there. Um, I can't wait to see this community grow and also engage more and more over time. And otherwise, you find me on the socials on Instagram under Lena Kermode Ayurveda. You can find all the offerings, including the free Elevate Your State webinar that I mentioned earlier on my website. The webinar itself is linked in the show notes below as well. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so, so, so much for being on here and having me in your ears once again, you wonderful specimen. Have a radical rest of your week ahead. And I see you next time. I can't wait to see you shine. If you enjoyed this episode, guys, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, give us a rating so this podcast becomes more visible to others. Also, to join the discussion, Q&As, and connect with like-minded people, join the exclusive State of Flow podcast community group on Facebook. As always, you'll find all important links in the show notes. Can't wait until next time. Namaste. Namaste.